Hey, moms and entrepreneurs. So I am excited to bring Alyssa on the show this week and have her talk about how to unbusy your life um, as a busy mom. Now, most of the time when we hear that mom's giving advice on how to de-stress your life or have an easy morning routine or anything like that, usually it's the moms with one or two kids that are giving this advice. Well, Alyssa has five kids and she is a homeschooler and she has figured out the secret sauce to have to de-stress your life and to make it unbusy. So she, she shares some of her best tips in this show and I hope you can take some uh, with you as I have some ideas that I'm going to have to start working into my own schedule. So let's get into the show. Hi, Alyssa. Welcome to the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about a little about what you do. Thanks, Jody. So I'm an introvert, God follower, and perpetual bookworm, also mom of five. I have over 12 years experience balancing multiple kids while still getting time to recharge. So that's why I specialize in de-stressing your mom life so you can reach super mom status with ease, aka quit locking yourself in the closet for a long time. I like locking myself in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you said you had five kids. That's right. What are their ages? Um, the youngest is going to turn three soon and the oldest is 13. Uh, okay. So mine age, I have six and they're going from two to 17. Okay. <laughs> so do you homeschool your kids or? Yes. I oh, do. you do. Okay. I wasn't sure. So, okay. Um, okay. You talk about being unbusy and being a sane super mom. Now, when I hear that, I would think, she must only have two kids because like, usually that's what you know that's who's telling you how to be unbusy so tell me let me in on I, I want to hear it all <laughs> how do you be unbusy with five kids running a business and homeschooling <laughs> well I started when uh, my first two were quite small and still taking naps I said, all right, this is afternoon quiet time. You can play in your rooms if you are done with sleeping, but I need that time for my own personal downtime since I'm an introvert. So we started the family that way and it just kept going. So now, yes, preteens are having quiet time. I feel that as this is time you do not have to do homework. You do not have to do chores. You can kick all your siblings out of your room. This is your complete free time. So that was one big thing. And then the homeschooling, obviously, that started, oh, I don't know, you know, eight-ish years ago. And thankfully, that's a slower process. It's only every couple of years you have to add another kid. So (laughs) That's true. I mean, you sort of level up slowly. And then the business is only um, two years old. So I did have to do a fair amount of delegating. I thought I was already delegating to the kids, but I really had to learn, okay, who does what? And did I have to be the person that did it? You know, sharp knives driving. Yes, that better be me. <laughs> totally. No, like my 17 year old loves to go into the kitchen and cook. And so I'm like, go for it. 
cook as much as you want. <laughs> so that was one thing that uh, I delegated. Yes. To him. Yes. My oldest loves to cook too. Okay. So, okay. So what are some of your best tips? Cause you're not only, uh, cause you also, um, help moms. So you actually have clients that you help with this. So what are, um, what's some of the, I guess, biggest struggles or most common struggles that your clients, um, face? Well, definitely too much stuff going on in the calendar, especially homeschooling and multiple kids and larger families. There's so much going on between your own housework, whatever homeschooling activities you're doing, maybe stuff you're involved in as a family. And then of course those necessary extracurriculars for your kids, all that stuff. So my favorite tip for that is look at everything and divide it into just three categories. Have to get done, want to get done and should get done. Then cut as many of the shoulds as possible. Okay. But not all of them, right? (laughs) Well, there's a difference between the have to and should, you know, I should clean the kitchen. So there are zero (laughs) crumbs in the corners, you know, versus I have to clean the kitchen. There's sticky juice on the floor. That's going to attract flies, you know, that kind of a thing. Hey, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Like I should do the dishes because we're about to like not have any. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, so let's talk about homeschooling first. Cause I like to just see, um, how mo- different moms, like what your style is, especially with the big family. Cause if you just, if you've been homeschooling for a while, you've discovered that every child probably has a different learning style than ever than the other one. So what is your homeschool style? I'm very relaxed. So I like to buy a curriculum. I mean, I mix and match a little bit and then just let that do the teaching for me. So mm-hmm. I view myself as like the tutor grader, not the person who's actually responsible for teaching the concepts. So that really helps me just back off, not take all the responsibility, not feel like it's this huge overwhelming. I'm going to fail if I don't convey the concept to my kid. There are people whose careers are curriculum writers. They've spent years studying this. <laughs> Let them do what they're good at. So do you use DVD courses and stuff like that in your? No. Oh, you have it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And um, so how many you're currently homeschooling four of your kids? Um, Kind of. Three are well-established and then the youngest two are you know, kind of thinking a bit about learning alphabets and counting and stuff. So they're on very light, you know, hit something every week. Okay. So, and you've been homeschooling your kids the whole way through? Whole way. Okay. So how do you do kindergarten? That's always my, (laughs) because I'm like bringing, I'm going to bring my uh, five-year-old into kindergarten this year. And I'm like, I always sent them to school for like kindergarten and first grade because I'm like, I don't want to do it. But this year we're like, no, we're going to do it. He's the fifth one. So we'll do it this time. (laughs) I love it. Well, my mother is a former teacher. So she got like five of those kindergarten skills or first grade all-in-one okay activity books so I was like okay I'm just gonna give them this and the book says I'll teach them everything they need to know and then if they get done too fast I give them a second one just to cement the concepts because a lot of times they finish it in one semester right and then I mean I do a little work on the side making sure you know we're singing alphabet songs and we're you know counting Duplo or cars or something 
and maybe go around on like a manipulative clock or money but but for the most part it's pretty laid back yes because I don't want to stress out about you know ruining their school foundation I just want to kind of take it way down understandable okay so what made you decide to I um because you're not busy enough to create this um business now you offer like your coaching is that pretty much you do coaching you have a podcast right you write all of these things so what made you decide to just jump into that as well well I was hearing someone online talking about online business and I'd never really heard about that much before but it sounded kind of interesting so I was like okay she's saying I could have an impact on the world now not in 17 years this sounds pretty good all right the question is go for it or say no no no. I have to wait 17 years like I think the better choice is to say go for it now that feels more like the correct decision and yes actually I did think I wasn't busy enough because my husband switched to working from home that meant I had to vacate the bedroom on a hit for his work alarm so all of a sudden I had these two extra hours because I had to get up. <laughs> I was like, I cannot occupy myself. I do not want to read like three books a day. One book a day, that's fine. But I don't want to read three books a day. That doesn't feel very much like a contributing human to start inventing hobbies for myself. Okay. <laughs> like I like the amount of free time I have. Now I'm going to have more. What should I do with it? So they both came together then. Okay. So why did you pick this topic. I mean, I can, I can assume why, um, about de-stressing and unbusying your life, but tell us why this particular topic. That was what had come up for me when I was like, okay, imagine I was creating my own career for myself. What would I most like to do is help other moms simplify their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, which originally I thought, okay, that'd be more like minimalism decluttering. Right. right. And then I realized, well, actually, that helps. And a large part is also the productivity routines, slowing things down removing expectations, that kind of a thing. And that seemed to have a little more resonance with other moms. Everybody says I'm too busy. They don't necessarily say I have too much stuff. They might be thinking that, but that they don't verbalize that. Okay. No, it's true. I think almost everyone says like, I am too busy. Um, so then what, I guess, what is your process for um, to become unbusy? Like, how do you start that process with moms? Sure. So I like to start everyone off with a bit of mindset that you are allowed to be unbusy. It's not a requirement for, to say, I'm a mom with kids. I'm going to have to be crazy, live the frazzle life. There is another way, you know, it's okay to say I'm an introvert. I have lower energy. I have alone time needs. And then I like people to work on an ideal week. Instead of just coping with life, you start setting it up to suit yourself. How many evenings out can your family handle per week? Or maybe should I say, how many evenings out can you handle per week? (laughs) You know, instead of saying the kids have to do X, Y, and Z, and that's already too much for me, start with the limits first and do the same process on your day. Because whether or not you enjoy your day, I think, is the biggest indicator for whether or not you'd say you actually enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. And then we make sure that you have a small handle on weekly planning. So it's not everybody's really big into planning. Some people are. 
but there are some things you do need to get down and simplify as much as possible. You know, don't reinvent the wheel and like write everything out. If you could just save it like as a template in a Word document or something, you know. <laughs> and then we want to implement daily time for you. Whatever time of day is easiest. I find afternoon naps and quiet time works best for me. But you need to be getting that mom break. And mom break does not mean 20 minutes scrolling on your phone or something like that or doing productive things. <laughs> and then we need to delegate to your kids. Instead of, oh, I need to cook from scratch. I need to scrub every corner of the tub. Oh, I need to homeschool XYZ number of children. Oh, and I'm supposed to exercise, read my Bible, spend time with my husband. I mean, you only have, I mean, you don't have 24 hours a day. You're supposed to be sleeping for it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sorry, we're humans. We cannot work for 16 hours straight, right? So... (laughs) No, I always tell my husband, if I had just had a 36 hour day, can you imagine what I could get done? And then I could like sleep for 12. Yes. So then the last thing you have to do is chop the to-do list way down since you will not feel unbusy if, you know, your to-do list is stretching a mile long. So say three things on your to-do list, period. You've got all the homeschooling, diaper changing, you know, meal prepping, whatever on the list, only add three more things. Mm. That way you do have the time and the margin to take a couple hours for yourself during the day, because otherwise you'll be saying, but look at all this stuff I still have to do. I can't. So what does a mom break look like for you? Like how long is that? What do you do? Yes. Well, for me, reading is my main hobby. Um, I'll also go for a walk and try to work out anything that's in my head. Am I having a problem with this? What can I do with this kid? What's gotten me kind of worked up emotionally about the day. Hmm. So I need a little bit of, I don't know, decompressing time. Okay. So like it's movement at the same time as some, just some, let the brain wheels spin, you know, and then yes, primarily reading. I might, you know, listen to a podcast or something, read many blog articles, but yeah. Okay. And how long does that? <laughs> yes. So I give myself three hours. <laughs> three hours. Okay. <laughs> I could do a lot with three hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can read an entire book. I can like listen to two podcasts on two X speed and I can go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, do you chunk that like together for the yes, afternoon? Nap that is times? chunked together from one to 4 PM. I am, I'm speechless right now because that would be like, that would be amazing. Okay. This might be like mom goals. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, so, we'll start with one hour, start with two hours. You know? Yeah. Just start with something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then practically speaking, what do you actually delegate to your kids? Cause you have a wide range, but you know, you have the teenager, so it's getting, you're getting up there to, to the point of being able to delegate even more stuff and more responsibility. So what do you delegate right now? Yes. So right now I am delegating a little bit of the food prep. So if I need some veggies washed or chopped, things like that. I'm also delegating bread sides. We want cornbread, biscuits, whatever for supper. Um, grinding grain, putting the bread in the bread machine. Um, I'm trying to teach them to do granola in the crock pot. <laughs> right now they keep letting it burn on the bottom. So, <laughs> so it's still a work in progress. Yeah. Um, they're doing most of the bathroom cleaning okay. and then the yeah. sweeping, the vacuuming. So, I mean, kind of, you know, the standard things. Um, I realized I could delegate watering plants 
they're not my plants. They're my husband's plants. Uh, I don't have to do them if I don't have a green thumb. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> yes. So um, laundry. Yes, most of the laundry. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like most of what I think of as the typical house cleaning. Okay. I've delegated to them. Most of the cooking I'm still doing, but that's more like the planning, the grocery shopping, and the entree at supper. If I want salads and bread sides and fruit washed, I'm like, okay, somebody come in here and play with table knives. <laughs> <laughs> that works. No, there's actually like thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I actually delegated a lot of the household cleaning to the kids, but not only to the kids, but my husband supervises them to make sure it gets done too. So I'm like, I don't have to do it. I'm done. (laughs) And it is a huge, uh, I think load off your plate that and laundry. So those Mm -hmm. are the, so I, if I don't have to think about those or do those, I'm good. So how do you actually like structure your days and weeks to get everything done? So I know like seasons change and we may have a busier season than others, but in general, how would you, how would you describe your day or your week? What does it look like? So the first thing for my days is I make sure I know where my limits are. Mornings, if I had bad sleep or when I was still breastfeeding, okay, mornings are not going to be the productivity. They're going to be the sleep in as long as I can, yes. you know, just because everybody says, oh, all successful moms get up early in the morning. It's like, no, that's a seasonal life thing. Yes. Yes. So I can do that now, but definitely not two years ago. Um, and then if you don't have a brain to think of anything at night in bed, then don't give yourself a giant evening routine. I kind of start shutting down at eight 30. So I cannot say I've got five more chores to do still. That does not feel right. like a break in the evening. So Anything has to be well before that. And then for the day-to-day, I'm saying, all right, what are my must-dos? Those are the have to get done every day. You know, like laundry must happen for the boys because they're out of underwear. (laughs) But I don't have to do it. They have to do it. But I still have to make sure that they do it. (laughs) You know? So then I'm going, all right, now what's going to keep me sane today? All right, the quiet time. I have an idea what I'm going to do. So I'm not tempted to just push through it. It's no, no, no. You only have to make it till one o'clock. And then you're going to read that library book. So no burning the candle both ends. Okay. And then if I'm really busy, I say, all right, what can I let go of today? Hmm. I'm allowed to switch to an easier supper instead of, you know, the latest Pinterest recipe that would probably take me 40 minutes to make. You know, it's only me saying, oh, I'm a failure if I switch up the menu on the kids, right? Right. They're going to be perfectly happy eating macaroni and cheese again. In fact, they'd probably be thrilled. So (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) You know, it's the, or it's the, just for today, I'm going to, you know, skip the dusting or the toilet scrubbing, you know, it won't hurt if I skip it today. If, you know, it's gotten to be zooey crazy because, you know, took too long getting groceries and toddler was grumpy and that kind of thing. But basically it's knowing what I can handle and what times of day are hard for me. And then which ones I do have the energy to go out all out on the chores. And then that's when I fit in my three things on the to-do list. So for me, that's typically morning Sometimes it's late morning, you know, if I need a while to get going, or it could be early morning. And then I don't put anything else big on my must get done list for the day. I don't want anything big around supper time. Supper is a big thing. Don't want anything big later because I want to be able to wind down, you know. So if you repeat that for each day of the week, you will have a minimalist to-do list that you can actually handle, which means you have an unbusy day. 
I know I still pretend I'm doing the night nursing when she hasn't nursed in over a year, but I still go upstairs <laughs> at like 6 30. Like, okay, I'm just going to go into my room now. <laughs> um, okay. So with, okay. With this unbusiness, how do you fit in a business then? Like how many hours do you actually spend? Cause it's a lot of work to promote your podcast, do your podcast, edit your podcast, uh, write and do all that kind of stuff. So how do you fit that in with everything else? So pure cost, I had three hours and then my husband kicked me out of the bedroom. So that meant I had five hours a day. Okay. So I just took most of my free time and put it towards the business. Okay. And said, since I like writing and stuff like that, it will fill me up because it's not chores and cleaning and cooking, which I don't care for as much. So in a sense, that's like a break. And then I said, all right, now I need to get really intentional since my free time went way down and make sure I'm taking time in the evening as well. So now I'm only going to take hour, hour and a half during the day, but it still feels like a break to me to be doing stuff because it wasn't for the house. It wasn't for the kids. It wasn't for the homeschool. Right. So I basically swapped, you know, two thirds of my free time for business time. Okay. So then what are some of your go-to tools that you use in your business that just help you to keep it more stress-free or unbusy? Um, like tool tools or internal planning routines or what? Either, either works. (laughs) Just advice for moms. Like that would help them as they venture into their business as well. Well, I used this one just this morning. Um, when I'm looking at my business to-do list and feeling overwhelmed and not sure which to pick and not wanting to do any of the things on the list, I went for like a clarity walk and just said, I'm going to go start walking and start letting my brain spin out. What's the issue here? And what do I feel like would be really useful to do next? What feels small enough to get a handle on? That tends to boil it down to, okay, what would move the needle? What would make a difference? For sure, one to three things on my list would just because they weren't next in line doesn't mean I can't bump them up. Hmm. And then it's usually an, oh, okay, yeah, I, I'm good with doing that. Maybe I still should get to the other things, but I don't have to do it right now. You know, recording this podcast episode with you, that's, a, that's important to do right now. Right. Updating one page of my website, that might be important to do this week. Or on the second thought, if most people don't see it, yeah, that's not really important at all. It just feels like I should have every single thing on my website updated, you know? Um, and then I don't really use a lot of formal tools. Okay. I mostly just write things out in a Word document and I can delete them. <laughs> or my favorite tool, cut paste to another week. <laughs> but it, it actually sometimes more tools can just compl- overcomplicate it as yeah. well. So like, yes. hey, if- Word document works for you. I still use a paper planner because I don't want to be mm-hmm. on my computer all the time. <laughs> yes. And I switched to the digital instead of the paper because I mean, I like writing things out in lists, but I kept altering which thing I was going to do on the day based on energy. And I got so tired of, I wanted to see pretty lists, not, you know, scribbly cross <laughs> Yes. So, visual, visual mm-hmm. matters. Yes. Um, so what advice would you give a mom who wants to jump into the world of entrepreneurship <laughs> and homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Good one. So first of all, expect to need to do a lot of mindset work because you're shifting a role from, oh, I'm just a mom or I'm just a stay-at-home mom to I'm a mom and I'm a business owner and I'm a homeschooler. Like these are three roles and they're equally important. 
since a lot of women, you know, go to work, have the career and then take time off for a family, but they already have that identity. We're doing it backwards in a sense. We're having the family and then suddenly we're going, oh, wait, maybe I could branch out. But we feel like it's part of the role as mom to do all the housekeeping, to do all the cooking, you know, never let your kid make supper for you, that kind of a thing. So how I dealt with it is I made time buckets during the day when I primarily wear the mom hat, the homeschooling hat, and others that were for business mommy. So 6.30 in the morning, I'm not playing mom. I'm not playing homeschooler. They're supposed to be in the rooms in bed. (laughs) I'm going to write and do podcast stuff. And nap time in the afternoon, I'm not homeschooling. I have no brain for it. I'm not playing mom unless somebody's bleeding. I'm going to be taking client calls, answering their questions, working on the website, that kind of a thing. And then that helps me feel like the work isn't just taking over. Mm-hmm. So I didn't ditch my family for a business or I didn't quit homeschooling them because of a business. I said, oh, okay, here's the, you know, mid-morning. I'm dealing with homeschooling. Oh, it's around lunchtime. I am dealing with the housekeeping. You know, switch laundry, throw something in the crock pot, um, tell one kid to go sweep the floor. We're good. That way everything's happening. Yeah, I think as moms, we need, especially when working from home, we need to give ourselves permission to tell our kids that they have to wait. And you know what? It's okay for them to just like, no, they can wait five minutes until you finish your task that you're on. And then they also need to learn like, no, it's kind of rude to interrupt somebody, <laughs> even though it's mom. Like They think that, the you know, we're here to every 30 seconds. Oh, wait, what about this? Like yes. that's the standard of, are you a good enough mom is, do you drop everything? And like, it would be so much nicer to finish chopping the raw meat and then wash your hands and then deal with them. <laughs> exactly. So two questions as we wrap up here, what is your favorite part of being a mom? I like seeing their gifts and, and unique abilities come out. So I like knowing what people what they're really good at. And then as your kids get older, you get to see that happen. And so having the opportunity to go, wow, they're not just a kid. They're not just my kid. God gave them that artist ability or that mm-hmm. way with words or the ability to build anything you'd never think of with Duplo, you know, and the idea that nurture it and it'll be like a lifelong hobby, might be a career, a passion for their own business, something like that. I, I don't know. I think that's fun. <laughs> And a final question, where can everyone find you? So I'm at yourunbusylife.com and I have a new podcast episode every Tuesday. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing with us and uh, how to make our lives a little less busy. And, you know, I like the fact that I can give myself permission to like, hey, three hours in the afternoon is not, is a very good thing for mom. Mm -hmm. it's not overkill (laughs) yeah well I am so glad you shared with us today thank you Jody